What is going on, folks? Your guy, Thomas Gann, TG, here for Ice Cold Sports with my main guy, my good friend, Zachary Lyons. What is going on, Zach? What's up, TG? How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Uh, beautiful day. Well, kind of beautiful day here in Colorado. Weather, eh, been mediocre lately. How's it going? Uh, are you still in Wisco or are you still in, are you in Colorado still? Um, back in my, uh, apartment in Wisconsin, mm. uh, actually moving in like a week and a half. Ooh. So that's going to be fun, but that's luckily, nice. uh, luckily the weather has been pretty nice around these parts recently. So can't complain about that. You'll love to see it. All right. Let's start off with just a couple of, just uh, a few segments today. Uh, obviously, you know, as I've said in the past, this is not ice cold politics. It's ice cold sports. So we, I don't love talking about politics on the show, uh, but you know, obviously, you can't escape the whole George, you know, the the, Jer- the Derek Chauvin getting found guilty on all charges, and that kind of leads into a few different sports topics, you know, because it was so hu- so huge in sports last summer, and it kind of bleeds into sports in a lot of ways. Uh, first, LeBron, I'm not a huge fan of LeBron. I never have been. Uh, he. So right after the verdict, sadly, a, a, a young lady was shot uh, by a police officer. Very tragic kind of thing. LeBron tweets out a picture of the police officer and says, accountability. It turns out that body cam video shows that the girl was trying to stab another girl, which obviously there's a lot of, whole, there's not, there could be more context in there, but it does not look great to, because obviously there's a lot of problems in policing in this country. But when you kind of go after a case where that's not really the case, it becomes it's maybe not the greatest thing. Yeah, I, I think it just speaks to like a, a greater problem we see in society. Just like we we tend to just look at a headline or an image, you know, like completely out of context, take take no other effort to seek to understand it. And suddenly we're we just form an, an immediate outrage reaction when in reality you know, there's, there's a greater degree of, of nuance in, you know, there's a greater everything. degree of nuance. Yeah. And everything. And, and especially the, you know, the little bits of news stories that you get online. So, oh, yeah. um, and, and sports are a major reflection of society as well. So, you know, athlete athletes are human too. They're no, definitely. They're just as guilty of this sort of thing as we are. So, um, yeah, I mean, I can't. No, no, I get, I get, I get what you're saying. It yeah, like funda- fundamentally, I can't say it like fundamentally alters my opinion of LeBron James. It's just like, yeah, it's one one. If, if you love the guy, you love yeah. the guy. You hate the guy, you hate the guy. Still, it doesn't really change much about how you feel about him. Uh, yeah, but exactly. still an interesting, it's still an interesting story that was blowing up Twitter. Also, um, so another Twitter-related headline re- revolving around the Chauvin uh, verdict. The Raiders send out a tweet. Says, I can breathe. Um, it, I mean, the moment I looked at it, I said, that is just seems poorly thought out. Whoever thought, hey, the that's Ra- a smart, that's a smart thing to, to post. Everyone give the Raiders a hand, guys. They ended racism. I, and you know what? That's a good point. I didn't think about that. And the... 
I think Al Davis came out a couple hours afterwards and Mark. said, like, yeah, Al, Al was dead Mark, in the ground. Al, yeah, sorry, Al was dead. Mark came out a couple hours afterwards um, and said that it was entirely his idea um, and he stood by it. And, and I think as of this moment, it is still up on, on the Twitter machine. I got to say, I respect it because he acknowledged it was pretty poorly thought out, but you know, he took responsibility. He's a billionaire who took responsibility for it and he, he kept it up, but he was, you know, I, I get the sentiment he was trying to go for. It just was poorly worded. I think that's a fair way to put it. Yeah. I, you know, I guess tried to, they tried for a bolder statement than all of the, um, you know, like the, the, paragraph text blog yeah, that yeah. all the other teams were posting the cut and paste um, cookie cutter kind of thing like we are pleased about or you know that kind of thing they wanted something a little bit you know short yeah. short but sweet but to the point yeah yeah so i mean i like mark davis uh i'd love to one day see a, a game in their stadium uh it's it's obviously uh, all of twitter went you know i was uh, I was happy to see that the trial went the way it did. And I'm happy to see that people have a reason to tweet stuff like that out, you know? So I'm not, you know, it's, it's, you have to choose your battles. And in moments like this, I guess you can, you can't get too outraged at the Raiders, I suppose. Yeah. That's just kind of the problem with Twitter in general too. In moments like these is maybe not every single person in the world needs a microphone on online for events such as this. I mean, what was it? The, I I sent it to Henry, our friend, Henry Collins, who is a social media guy uh, with sports teams. And I sent it to him immediately. And he was like, Oh, Oh boy. That's, that's, that's not good. I wouldn't have sent that. That's what he said. Direct from our man in the biz. Our man in the biz knows what's up. Uh, and then let's go into what kind of has been your big topic, the topic that you are really here. Well, you, you wouldn't, you know, grace us with your presence unless this was in the cards. The European Super League. So for everyone who does not know, the some of the top flight teams in Europe, including uh, the greatest team in Europe, uh, Tottenham Hotspur, uh, decided to come together and create their own league. Uh, was it 12 teams? It was going to balloon up to 15, then 20. It was going to be 20 teams every year with five teams being relegated or added in. Uh, it was supposed to be, you know, a consolidation of the top teams in Europe from between countries. Uh, and then outrage across Europe, across fan bases, even fan bases that were in the league or out of the league. Uh, got angry. It was a tough scene. And I saw one person say like, oh, the, the contract for the Super League is binding. And then within a few hours, all the teams were gone. They all, like within like a day, every team met, the players got angry, and donezo. You're a huge soccer guy, as we all know. What do you got? So, so see what happened here is uh, Flor- Florentino Perez, the, the Real Madrid um, head executive. I, I don't know what every team has a different title for their, their top executive guy. So I'm just going to refer to him as that. Mm-hmm. Um, he and his gang of other high earning football executives 
basically decided we're going to take the the Champions League, the the premier European competition that everyone loves, and we're going to take out the knockout tournament style aspect of it that everyone loves, and we're just going to make it all about us and make it so there's only ever two two other um two two other like uh at large teams that's the word i was looking for two other yeah. at large teams can qualify ever and and it was just it, it it was a boys club quite frankly they're just trying to eliminate the possibility that they'll ever even be left out of european competition because with the way it is in england right now you're you've got your big sticks your your top six earning clubs that are far and away richer than any other team in the league uh liverpool spuds arsenal man city chelsea man united four champions leagues for those teams so arsenal and tottenham who have been quite frankly not not among europe's elite in the most recent years let's say champions league finalists just- 2019 <laughs> Just they're that. just trying they're trying to just secure their piece of the pie and the revenue for every every year even even if their team i guess is, they're they're just trying to eliminate the possibility that they'll never qual- that they'll fail to qualify and it it just it's not a good thing for soccer as a whole i don't think so i'm i'm glad it is dead and it is buried but just wait because there will well, so this is just the first wave. Someone will come back with a European super duper league in four years. And I gotcha. But okay, so I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate here. I'm we listening. obviously are American sports fans. Uh, and our leagues are very much similarly, you know, put together like this. All the teams are there every year. They always have their guaranteed slice of the pie, typically. Uh, they, they, have no worry about being relegated. They can just, you know, do what they want. So it's a little hypocritical, I think, for Americans to go too hard in the paint against, you know, these European clubs. And I mean, from a business perspective, I can't blame them. It's a good way to, to make any, yeah, people act like this is like the, the, the ultimate of greed. Well, then, you know, if we, for us American sports fans, maybe we should turn around and look at ourselves for a second, look in a mirror and say, hey, Maybe, you know, maybe if the NFL had a, like a relegation style, my Chicago Bears would actually try something different for once in a thousand years. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just as happy to call out American sports greed as I am as I am English sports greed. I think the the thing that that where that comparison doesn't really hold true is is soccer is just so unique where, uh, you know, there's there's five five different domestic leagues that are legitimately you can make a claim that are in competition with each other in terms of being the best Wait, which, and which ones are they it was really La, la liga Bundesliga, yeah um Ligue 1 in france and then uh mls right <laughs> i was gonna say italy but uh mls uh close that, closely like, misses out there that's like like bottom tier yeah Second but tier? But it, yeah, we'll call it second tier. But those okay. those five, we we don't have anything like the Champions League in American sports. It's like our our basketball league in America is far away, far and away the best. And and we just we you know there's no point in us going and sending our teams to compete with the Euro League because we're just going to dominate them, and we know that. True. So 
it, it's like the, the global aspect of soccer needs to be managed in a different way. Um, I think if anything, it could probably just the, the grand scheme of things, we could go for less games in, in soccer with the amount of injuries we've seen, even, even before the pandemic injuries were up just from the amount of games that we play, make these guys play every single year. It's like, do we, do we really need to expand the champions league? Do we really need an FA cup and a league cup in England? It's just, it's food for thought as we kind of enter a transitional period in soccer. It, it's, it's, a, it's, you know, obviously I want to get more into soccer. I like soccer. Uh, I have a little idea of, you know, I've looked into the, the systems. I find it fascinating, the systems of how soccer works. And I didn't realize it was, this was such a bad thing until, or people thought it was such a bad thing until, you know, the outrage started. And it's, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sad that, American sports can't be a little more democratic with the way they do things. Uh, but I, at the same time, there's also a consolidation of talent that I think is important. Also, I think in, there's also a problem in English soccer and these leagues where the top clubs literally can't, they get everything. There's no salary cap of any type. And the top clubs yeah. get all the best players. And then everyone else on the bottom gets nothing. Like people talked about the- when, uh, Lester. Uh, won the won, won, won the Premier League a few years ago. And they said, oh, it's this is why soccer's the best. They were a million and one shot and they won. And But then if you think about it, it's kind of the rule, kind of the exception that proves the rule. I mean, there shouldn't be a team that's literally a million to one to win a league. In the NFL, it's, you know, the worst team is still only like a thousand to one. I mean, it's not, I mean, you see what, you see my point? Yeah, I, I got you, but the, the the Super League just completely eliminates the possibility that a that a Leicester City or an Atalanta or a, well, um, I mean, wasn't there relegation uh, spots? weren't there like five uh, relegation spots? Yeah, it it was unclear exactly how it'll work, but you know, like you're there. There's plenty of really solid clubs in Europe that don't exist within those big five leagues and that don't exist within that, that proposed super league infrastructure. It's like, you really want to lock Ajax, Porto, you know, those teams I just mentioned, any, any team that has like a crazy dream season and run t- toward the, the top four or three in their respective league. Like, do you, do you really want to lock them out of premier European competition forever? I got you. Or uh, what was it? I, I was watching a whole thing on. Uh, I watched this whole thing from Vice on Rangers FC and Celtic FC, uh, which are in in Scotland, and those are like yeah, you know, yeah, so, lock them out forever. Yeah, yeah, I got I got what you're saying. Um, it's it's a story so, so tie that's back to your point. Um, sorry, to tie back to your point on American sports real quick, I, I, I do agree that, you know, I, w- I would love a more democratized feel to it, especially I, I think it's good that each league is investing in like playing games in Mexico, playing games in Europe, playing games in Japan, because eventually that's going to grow 
the interest and breed the the next generation that wants to play those sports and and maybe someday we have a, a basketball champions league or or who knows it'd be i think i think the leagues are doing the right things there to lay the soil for that i think we should set up a uh a, a even better soccer league than the mls in the united states that like dunks on all the other soccer leagues and we get it so that way we get all the best players here and then like it's not it's like the fifth best the top sport in our country and we have like the best league in the world and like you're very funny you'd be very funny mls would be awesome if we just gave up on the dream that america could actually produce good soccer players because like part of part of the reason that keeps those those rosters so uh landon donovan so flat is the fact that they Pulisic, but they Freddie you do we we produce We've produced plenty of guys that are are, are okay on a on a Dempsey. world stage, but we're never going to produce like a, a Messi or a Ronaldo. And, oh, you've got that MLS poor thinking. Give, um, once once we let the MLS be Americans and we just let them be capitalists and and give up on this insistence on homegrown talent and just say they can go buy up whatever players they want, that's when. American club soccer is truly going to be competitive on the world stage. But right now it's, it's pretty watered down. I would say it's funny that the, that, that if the U S wanted to, if we made soccer, our number one sport, I think we would dominate it. I think we would like literally when every it's like women's soccer, the number one women's sport in this country is, is soccer. And we dominate it every year. So I feel like if with the men, our number one men's sport was soccer, we would just like dominate it every year. Be like the Olympics when we play basketball. Like it yeah, would be close. Just think think how many potential world class soccer players we had that that grew up to play like baseball or exactly or, you know, basketball or or something that's you know something that's just not you know like you grow up anywhere in Europe the the top at the top sport that you want to be a pro athlete in is you want to be a, a, a footballer, a soccer player. So yeah. Are we going to make the world cup next year? I fucking hope so, man. I love when the U S is in the world cup. I have a good time. It's, yeah. It, it speaks to more catastrophic organizational failure if they miss out again, but I'm, it, it seems like the talent is there. It's just up to the coaching staff to develop it and not ruin it. So, Well, we can't get good coaches. We got to put all this money in there. How hard is it to get a coach? That's what I'm saying, man. Bring, bring back Jurgen Klinsmann. No. No, 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 no. Bring back Jurgen Klinsmann. Or, you know what? Uh, just run it back. Run um, it back. The... The German, the German coach uh, Yogi Lau, that always gets caught on the sideline picking his nose, he's going to be available soon. Well, there you go. Let's let's get him. Let's. He's, he's I, I designing just, after the Euros this summer. I just think it'd be very funny if the U.S. won the World Cup when it was not even like one of our top four sports, and like the rest of the world has to like sit there like with their arms crossed, like very annoyed as we celebrate. You know, while we have like sports we care more about going on. I'll I'll believe it when I see it, man. I hope so. I hope so. Thank you, Zach, for coming on. Thank uh, you. Plug your socials one more time. Yeah, I'm at Zach underscore Lions twenty four on Twitter. Uh, give give a follow for the the occasional spicy Nuggets and NBA take or or whatever whatever the hell I happen to be watching at that very moment. 
And then if you want, we'll see good sports takes. Uh, you can follow at Real Tommy Gann on Twitter and at Real Tommy Gann on Instagram. Uh, and that's about it, folks. Also, uh, at Ice Cold SPRTS on both Instagram and Twitter. So, boom. All right, folks. Thanks for tuning in. And this has been Ice Cold Sports. See you guys. Also, subscribe on YouTube.